0: welcome math-minded teachers to the math-minded teachers podcast i'm your host chris skierski from rethinkmathteacher.com a podcast website series of online courses and facebook group dedicated to helping you reach all of your students through quality instruction differentiation remediation and effective classroom management let's get started with episode 10 why i couldn't flip my classroom So I want to begin by talking about what a flipped classroom is. I first got exposed to the idea of a flipped classroom from Solomon Khan of KhanAcademy.org, and he was doing a TED Talks. And the way he explained a flipped classroom, which I thought was revolutionary, was like this. In the traditional classroom, the teacher teaches for the majority of the period, then the students go home and they do their independent practice. But in doing so, they don't have anyone there to help them, and they don't know if they're doing the work correctly. So they're often making mistakes and repeating it. So what he proposed was flipping the classroom using, of course, his Khan Academy videos and online practice, where the students would go home and watch a lecture or a video that showed them how to do the math that they were supposed to be doing. Then they'd come to school and do the independent practice with the teacher in the room. So the teacher could support the practice and provide immediate feedback. Or, of course, his uh, website, Khan Academy, could do that where they give the immediate feedback on the questions, which they do. Now, in theory, what a great idea, right? Now, those students who need to watch the lecture or listen to it more than once – can do so without slowing down the other students. And then those who only need to do it, you know, listen to it one time can do so without affecting anybody. Then they come can come to class and everybody can work on what they need to work on while the teacher just walks around and coaches everybody and provides feedback. And of course the technology of Khan Academy is doing the same thing where it's differentiating the instruction and reaching everyone where they need and the teacher can just walk around and help out. What a great idea. But the problem comes when you have students who don't do the homework of watching the lecture. Then what do you do? Well, they can't do the practice problems because they don't know how to do them. So they come to school and they have to, in effect, watch the lecture again. And then what happens? Well, then they don't have enough time to do the practice and they end up doing the practice at home. This was the problem I ran into at a Title I school. Most of my students didn't have internet access at home or at least they claimed they didn't. And the school of course is making lots of accommodations for these low income students in these situations. And so we're not requiring that they do that. So I could assign it, but there really wasn't consequences for them not watching it. They would come to school and then I would have they would have to watch it in the classroom. classroom. So what is a really good idea in theory, didn't work in at least not in my circumstance because of the population of students we were servicing. A lot of them really didn't have the internet access, and then a lot of them took advantage of the fact that most people didn't have it, and so they weren't going to do the homework either. Or there's no accountability in the home, so the students. You know, we've talked about this before with the immediate gratification. The student gets home. There's no adult at home. They open the laptop what are they going to do watch a math lecture or go on netflix well usually they're going to go on netflix and let the consequences be what they may they are going to satisfy that instant gratification but there are still so many good things coming out of this idea of the flipped classroom for one, the teacher providing support with the independent practice. That's really key. I mean, think about a student going home and doing 10 or 15 practice problems and getting them all wrong or not knowing how to do them. What resources do they have to help them? The instant or immediate feedback so that a student can learn from their mistakes or gain confidence as they get the questions right. This learning at your own pace the differentiated instruction these are all really great concepts that come out of a flipped classroom model the problem again was that i was servicing students who could not do the flipped model because of the limitations at home so instead what i chose to do was something that looked like a flipped model but it was all being done in the classroom. So instead of them just doing independent practice in the classroom and then watching the videos at home, we were watching the videos in the classroom and doing the independent practice. So I built learning stations, and if by now you're noticing a theme in these podcast episodes, it's on these differentiated instruction uh, station-based learning stations. I built a learning station for the student that had an online tutorial or a textbook tutorial when I didn't have technology in the classroom where the student was taught the skill. And then I had lots of independent practice with immediate feedback. And as I built learning stations for each skill, which is why we've been calling them skills-based learning stations, I could put the student in the station of the skill that he or she needed to work on. And then each student got the tutorial that they needed and the independent practice with the immediate feedback, and I could still circulate to help the students as they needed. And what was really cool was that a lot of things just naturally occurred as a result of us using these skills-based learning stations in the classroom. For example, data collection just happened naturally. I needed to know which skill the students needed to work on, so I gave them a diagnostic. And I needed to know when they had truly mastered that concept they were working on in the station. So again, I needed another diagnostic. So now I'm collecting data to see what they need to work on and if they've mastered it. And now that I know that they've mastered a concept through this data collection, we can start to celebrate success. So we would celebrate by playing music and putting their names under banners. And now my administrators come in the room, they see banners around the room with all the skills listed that we're working on and student names under them. So they see the data component naturally occurring in the classroom. As already mentioned, the instant feedback was happening organically because I was putting that into the station so that the students could check their work. And I, of course, was coming around as well to help them with that. Another natural occurring thing that I thought was really good was I was no longer penalizing my students when they made mistakes because I was giving them the instant feedback so they could fix it and learn from it. And if they failed the quiz at the end of their time in that learning station, I would just put them back in the learning station and replace the grade with the new one. So they were no longer being penalized for not learning or not learning as fast as the other students. students. The other thing that happened, the last thing that happened, was that I no longer felt the need to get everybody through the entire curriculum. Instead, I was focusing on Learning gains and student growth instead of pacing, which we talked about in episode nine. If you'd like to learn more about learning stations, I've got some great resources for you. Simply visit rethinkmathteacher.com/slash learning stations. That's rethinkmathteacher.com slash learning stations. On there, I've got three resources. One is a cheat sheet, it's for free. By downloading it, you'll get links to nine different um, free resources that will help you get started on learning stations and better understanding them. The second is my book, Reach Them All. And the third is my class on how to create and implement learning stations. And if you purchase the class, you get a free digital copy of the book. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the Math-Minded Teacher Podcast.